Thanks for listening to the Refuel Podcast. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for a new episode. A lot of you, I guess, remember last year, remember we did the Hot Topics and we talked about some interesting things. Um, this year's Hot Topics, I kind of pulled you guys. I should have got my stool. I, it's okay. I'll stand. Are you okay with me standing? Um, la- this year, I kind of, whoo, yeah, everything okay back there? Oh, it's Austin and all of his, uh, <laughs> his items. I kind of pulled, pulled you guys be like, hey, what do you want to talk about this like, year, this, um, you know, this round of Hot Topics, Hot Topics 2.0? And yeah, pretty much what you sent in is the four weeks that we're going to be going through. So just a little preview. I you know, did a little bit with, with everybody in the room. But you know, tonight we're talking about bad Christians. Next week we're going to be talking about drinking. Um, a lot of you had questions about drinking. Like, you know, should Christians drink specifically? Should teenagers who are Christians, is it, is it wrong to drink? Um, the next week, we're going to be talking about gossip. Um, and the final week, we're going to be talking about sex. Um, so obviously, you know, yeah, you guys, I get to have a lot more, I want to say fun with, but I get to a little bit, be a little bit more free with the lessons. Uh, I have to kind of take it down a notch or two or three for, for middle school. So um, tonight, we're talking about bad Christians. Like, like, what do you think of when you think of bad Christians? Is there anything that comes to your mind? Or is there anyone who comes to your mind? What was your tag discussion like? Did you like name people who were bad Christians in your tag group? Like I tried to make the, the, like the, the question a little snarky to be like, who do you know? Like it will tell us your bad Christian experience. So, so maybe your bad Christian experience is like sitting in the room with you. Um, maybe your bad Christian experience has to do with someone who you go to church with, went to church with. Um, but when I think of bad Christians, I think about how they turn people off to Jesus. You know what I mean? Um, and there, were, there are two people I wanted to quote that I think kind of sum up what a lot of people think, especially people outside the church. And I think a lot of us even think sometimes about Christians. And the first quote is by someone who is not a Christian. Um, he was a, an activist in India. He was Hindu. Mahatma Gandhi said this about Christians and about Jesus. He said, I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. Anybody following him on that one? Tracking with him on that one? There's a group that, yeah, yeah, you guys don't listen to because it's what us old people, us 30-year-olds listen to who grew up in church and the band was called DC Talk. Um, you know, Michael Tate, Toby Mack, and Kevin Max all sang together, and it was, like, pretty phenomenal. Like, one day, like, everybody who grew up in the, like, late 90s, early 2000s dream is that DC Talk will reunite. You know, they're st- all still alive, so we're hoping it's going to happen before they turn into, like, great, the grateful Krusty dead. Um, so, um, but this is what, um, on one of their albums, uh, on the song, What If I Stumble, they quoted a guy named Brennan Manning, and he was someone who was kind of like, he lived a really interesting life because he started out in the U.S. and he traveled all around the world trying to find what he called, quote unquote, real Christianity. So he grew up in like a, in a Southern Baptist church. Then he moved to France and joined a monastery and became a monk. And then I think he went over to, the, um, to Asia and was, uh, was in like involved in the underground church. Um, but some of his experiences with Christians left him really disillusioned about his faith. And this is what he wrote. The single greatest cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips and walk out the door and deny them with their lifestyle. This is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. You, you following him on that one too? You know what I mean? Uh, some of us really believe in Jesus or want to believe in Jesus, but then we meet the people of Jesus or the followers of Jesus and we're like, oh, man. 
When that happens, it makes us discouraged. You know, what, I want you to just be thinking, don't you? <laughs> Can't really all share it out loud, but what's your like bad Christian moment? What was your moment with a bad Christian that almost like totally turned you off to Christianity or maybe did like totally turn you off with, to, to Christianity? There are some people in your schools who make your or other people's life a living hell because of the way they mistreat other people. And they call themselves Christians. You, know, you go places that you, know, you would think Christians wouldn't go, and you see those people who purport to be Christians acting totally the same as some people who aren't Christians, drinking the same things, doing the same things, talking the same way. What happens when we see that? When we encounter Christians who are hypocrites, Christians who are mean? My first reaction is usually just be very discouraged usually because I, I thought of, you know, about someone this way and then I realized they weren't who they said they were. Um, sometimes it causes us to you know, kind of, it shakes our faith. It thinks, well, if, if, if God supposedly saved them and he didn't change them, can God really save people? So we're going to be talking about bad Christians tonight and, and there's this temptation that we have of, <laughs> oh, I'm glad Matt's talking about bad Christians. Mark really needs to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> Because we all know Mark is a bad Christian. I'm really glad he came tonight. I wasn't sure if he was going to come or if he wasn't going to come. So it's obviously God's will that Mark came tonight so he could hear the lesson on bad Christians. So he would stop being such a bad example to everybody else. I say that to Mark because Mark is like one of the greatest people you could, I really believe, greatest people you could look up to. One day, I think Mark needs to write a devotional because his devotional thoughts that he posts online are like the best. So anyway... We have this idea that, oh, you know, I'm really glad this person came tonight or I really hope this person's live streaming because, yeah, they're bad Christians. So I, w- I need you to, pr- before we go forward, I need you to promise me that you'll take these, both of these perspectives as we go through this. The first perspective is like binoculars and the way that we look at other people, the way that we process people who are bad Christians and deal with it. We need to look through God's word and God's word become binoculars that tell us how we should react when we come into contact with bad Christians. So I think we're all okay with that, right? That's, that's easy to do. Yeah. <laughs> let's look at this, let's look at Mark. You know? um, the next perspective, we need to take both of them. The next perspective I need you to take, it's a little more difficult to take and it's the perspective of using God's word as a mirror. And what we may learn tonight is that yeah, you've had bad experiences with Christians um, but there have been times in my life and there have been times in your life when I was the bad Christian. I did things that were very unchristian, and I'll be the first to admit there were occurrences today where I acted in an unchristian way. Um, so we also have to look at it. You know, we're, we're doing the binoculars. We're learning how to deal with people who say they're Christian, but they don't act like a Christian. We also are going to use it like a mirror, and we're going to look at ourselves. So if you have your Bible, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And kind of the main point of this as you're turning there is this. If you're a bad Christian, welcome to the club. Um, we're going to learn that, yeah, that we've all been bad Christians at some point in our life. And that helps us to deal with the bad Christians that we encounter. So in 1 Corinthians, it's a great way to kick off our hot topics. Because the church in Corinth that this was written to was what you call a hot mess. Uh, It's really interesting because all three of the other hot topics that we're going to be talking about over the next three weeks, all of these hot topics were on full display in this church. You could maybe call it a church gone wild, a church gone crazy. 
In the church in Corinth, the reason that God inspired the Apostle Paul to write this letter to this church in Corinth is because so many un- there were so many bad Christians in this church. It was pretty much a church of bad Christians doing unchristian things and acting unchristian toward each other. So we're going to be talking about drinking next week. The church in Corinth was full of drinking to excess. They were such, I guess you could say, alcoholics. They were so into drinking and getting drunk, into that party lifestyle, that even when they were taking the Lord's Supper, they were drunk. There was a lot of gossip and backbiting going on in the church in Corinth. Christians were incredibly mean to each other. They talked behind each other's backs. They played favorites. And then there was a lot of sexual sin going on in the church in Corinth. There were stepmoms sleeping with stepsons. There were people who would go to church one day, and then the next day they would go down to the pagan temple and have sex with temple prostitutes. So this was written to a group of bad Christians. So we can learn a lot from what was written to these bad Christians. And this is, this is a really simple lesson tonight. Like the, the point, there are like three points and two application points and that's it because it's one of those, I think when we get to the end, we're gonna realize this is really easy to get. It's really hard to put into practice. So let's read this. First Corinthians, is ch- we're gonna start in chapter two and work our way into chapter three because when the, when, when the Bible was written, there were no chapter and verse divisions. Those were put in so that we could get to places easier. Start in chapter two, verse 12, we're going to read through chapter 3, verse 3. It says, Now we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit of who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given to us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of God, for they are folly to him. And he's not able to understand them because they're spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. But I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you weren't ready for it. And even now you, aren't re- you are not ready, for you're still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving in a human way? So there are a couple things that we learn from this passage, and it will help us. Yeah, don't forget that bad Christian experience. Yeah, I don't know if this is healthy or not, but I'm going to ask you to do it. I want you to picture that bad Christian in your head, uh, because that's the, that's the image. That you, picture that person who was unkind, who was hurtful, who was hypo- hypocritical. I want you to picture that, and that's going to help us process what we learn about these bad Christians. And the first thing we learn about bad Christians in this passage is that some bad Christians aren't even Christians in the first place. Some bad Christians aren't really Christians at all. I, I probably shouldn't do this, but I, sometimes I play a game when I'm out and about, and the game is, I've just played in my own mind. You'd be surprised all the things that happen in my mind. But yeah, um, the game is, as you're walking down the mall and walking down the sidewalk, which of the people that are passing me by had plastic surgery? 
Oh, it's entertainment, you know. So, you know, somebody's walking around, you know, walking around like this. You're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you've had some things pulled back. You know, you, you've had it stretched out a little bit. You know, you know somebody's walking around and they're, they're like, their cheeks are up like this. It's like, yeah, you got some Botox going on, right? You know, it, it, I don't know. It probably shouldn't do that. that. That's probably in and of itself not Christian of me to do, right? But, um, but, but you, know what, you, you know what I'm talking about when it, you fake people, like Michael Jackson and his detachable nose? Um, you know, f- fake people. Some people who... On the outside, they look like Christians. They say Christian things. They go to church on Sundays. When they get in trouble, yeah, they pray. They're, some of them aren't Christians. And you learn when they get tested. You learn when they get put on trial. You, know, you learn when, when, when the heat gets dialed up in their lives because <laughs> the heat gets dialed up in their lives and the Botox melts and starts going down like this. And they get exposed for who they are. And we read in verse 14 through the end of the chapter 2, there are two kinds of people. You look in verse 14, there's, it says the natural, there's the natural person. And in verse 15, it says there's the spiritual person. If you do a little more reading and a little more study in this section and some other sections, what you learn is the natural person is someone who has not been saved. Someone who has not, you know, the, the, the big theological term has been regenerated, been given new life. Because what happens when you're saved? The Holy Spirit comes to live inside you. That's not something that happens like a year later. You know, that's not something that you have to pray for. When you receive Jesus, when you put your faith in Jesus, Boom, the Holy Spirit comes into your life and you get 100% of the Holy Spirit. That's all you're ever gonna get of the Holy Spirit. So there's the natural person and then in verse 15, it says the spiritual person. That's the person who is saved. Look at the difference between the natural person and the spiritual person. It says the natural person first does not accept the things of the Spirit. They refuse those things. So God has a way, God has a way that he has for us to live our life and, and it's, it's for our health and it's for his glory and, and it's to honor him. It says the natural person, the person who is not saved, they don't want to have anything to do with it. They may read it. They may hear about it at church. Yeah, you, you may come to the lesson on sex. You may come to the lesson on drinking. You know, you know, when we do the whole dating thing and that gets awkward, you may come to that. But you say, well, that's God's wisdom on it, but that's not how I want to live my life. And they reject it. The natural person also, it says, the things of God are folly to him. Folly is a fancy you know, word for just, they're, they're humorous. You think, well, I don't laugh at the things of God or I don't laugh at things that God says are wrong, but we get a lot of entertainment, a butt ton of, am I allowed to say, a butt ton of entertainment by watching things that dishonor God and we laugh at them. So the person who's not saved, they think disobedience to God is it's not just okay, but it, 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 it's funny. It cracks us up. When people say something inappropriate at school to the teacher, that's funny. You know, when, when we watch certain shows that, that, that show this and show that, that's funny. And then the final thing, it says he's not able to understand them. You know, you can come to church. You can come to youth group. You can have your Bible open. We can explain the things of God and we can talk about the things of God and how God wants you to live your life. But if you're not saved, Holy Spirit's not living inside you, those ways to live your life are not gonna click in your head. That's why you have a lot of people that walk into church, they open their Bible and they leave and their life is no different than anybody else. It's because they haven't been regenerated. They haven't been 
saved. Because you contrast that, you can look at what, you know, look at the person who's saved. This is a spiritual person, judges all things, meaning they see things the way God sees them. They have what we call discernment, being able to tell what's right and what's wrong in a situation. Um, they're to be judged by no one, meaning their sins have been forgiven, and God is the only one who can judge them, and God has already pronounced them not guilty because he pr- pronounced Jesus guilty. And then it says that these people have the mind of Christ. You see the difference between someone who is not saved and someone who is saved? And this isn't the case for all bad Christians. We're going to learn here soon. But it's very possible that the bad Christian that is in your mind, your bad Christian experience, that person was just what, I don't, there's probably not a word used anymore. When I was growing up, because it was big skateboarding culture when I was growing up, I don't think that's really a big thing anymore. But yeah, we call them posers. Yeah. You know, people who wear the, skate, you know, wear the skating stuff that was independent independence, yeah, independence, but they couldn't actually skate. A lot of the people that you met were, you know, they're bad Christians, they're just posers. They act the part. They may even think they're saved, but there's absolutely nothing in their life to verify that. You know what Jesus said? He said, you should examine yourself to see whether you're in the faith. Jesus said that at the day of judgment, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will inherit the kingdom of God, but he who does the work of my father. Now, we shouldn't live in a, in, in a way to which we're always questioning whether or not we were really saved. But there comes a point in time in our lives and, and in the lives of others that we know that, that you step back and you look at your life and you look at you, and, and there's been absolutely no change in your life. There's not a point in time where you started becoming more like Jesus and yeah, you're gonna stumble and you're gonna fall along the way, but there's absolutely no change in your life. Maybe that bad Christian you met really wasn't a Christian at all. Now, let's turn it around and use the mirror real quick and maybe you've been going to church your whole life and you open your Bible and you pray, but your, your, your life is spiritually going nowhere. Maybe you're a natural person. It got really quiet. We'll go to the next thing that we learn about bad Christians. Bad Christians, I don't know how else to say it, it's kind of long, but bad Christians are babies that need to grow up, not influencers who need to be followed. We've heard there's the natural person, right? The person who's not saved. There's the spiritual person, the person who's saved and is growing in the Lord. But at chapter three, verse one, there's a big but. We probably could have put it in our big bust of the Bible series because it's a big old badonky donk but. It says, but I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, infants in Christ. It's a unicorn, or it should be a unicorn. You know what I mean by that? Something that is, is very uncommon, is very rare. It should be a unicorn, but it's not a, a unicorn. It's someone who is a Christian. How do we know these, this, these people he's addressing are Christians? He calls them brothers, which is termed brothers and sisters in Christ. He also calls them infants in Christ. So these are Christians, but there's something wrong with these Christians, and here's what it is. I couldn't address you as spiritual people. I couldn't talk to you like Christians but as people of the flesh. You are Christians, but I had to talk to you like you're unsaved because you haven't grown in your relationship with Christ. He calls them infants in Christ. He says, I fed you with milk, not with solid food, meaning their appetites. They, they had no appetite for the things of God. They didn't know how to study their Bible. They didn't know how to live their Bible. They were acting just like the world acted, even though they were saved. He said, I fed you with milk and solid food, but you weren't ready for it. Then he says, and even now you're not ready for you're still of the flesh. 
So it's one thing, you know, somebody's saved, they put their faith in Jesus, you don't expect them to totally change their whole life like overnight, right? That's a gradual process that the Holy Spirit does in people's lives. But Paul says, hey, you know, when I met you at first, you know, you were, you'd just gotten saved, so yeah, I knew you had some things to work on, I knew you were going to be, you, 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 I was going to let the Holy Spirit do his thing in your life, and you yield to the Holy Spirit and him work in your life, but it's a year later, it's two years later, and you're still acting like you just got saved. You're still acting like the world. You're still sleeping with whoever you want to sleep with. You're still talking like the world. You're still backbiting people. You're, you're still so, incre- the church was so incredibly mean to each other that they were, they were taking each other to court and suing each other for slander. He says, you're not growing up. It's because they were babies. Bad Christians, that bad Christian experience you had, even though that bad Christian may be someone who everybody in the church looks up to as being like this role model, if they don't live according to God's word, they're babies. Baby Christians can be old people. Baby Christians can be young people. Some of you have the, I, I, I call it an honor and a blessing, that the, 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 the people who live in your house, the parents that are in your house or the people that you live with, they go to church and they worship God and they go home and they walk the walk and talk the talk. And if that's the case in your home, you should consider yourself blessed. But I know there have to be some people in the room who they go with their parents to church and at church, parents are like, oh, bless God, brother. Good to see you, brother. And all the brother, 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 brother stuff that Christians do weird at church. And then their parents go home and there ain't nothing Christian about the way your parents act at home. I'm not trying to like downplay your parents. I'm just saying babies are not patterns to be followed. They're not influencers. And, and some of us, we look up to people just because they're Christian and they're older than us. This is, I'm trying to be very careful the way I say this because this could be taken the wrong way. So we look up to Christians who are older than us, but just because they're older than us does not mean they're spiritually mature. So they're babies who need to grow up, not influencers who need to be followed. So just because you, you were some, some, a bad Christian said something to you does not mean that they are acting Christ-like. The final thing is if you're a Christian bad Christian, welcome to the club. Um, A common critique of churches that I think we should just start owning is that churches are full of hypocrites. And I've kind of gone to the place where when somebody says, yeah, I I used to go to church, but I found out it was full of hypocrites. Or I'd go to your church, but I've learned church is just full of hypocrites. Pretty much the point around, I can say, yeah, you're right. We're always looking for one more. (laughs) Um, do, Do I live the life of Jesus perfectly? Absolutely not. I'd like to think, and I I think I can look back and I can see areas where God has been working on my life and I'm becoming a little bit and a little bit and a little bit more like Jesus. But we don't put our faith in Christians, do we? We put our faith in Jesus. He's the one we look to. And we have to remember that when we have experiences with bad Christians is that there's not a Christian in this world who's a perfect Christian. There's only a perfect Savior. There are a lot of bad Christians, but only, there's only one good God. And we have to remember that. That's why we push you. That's why we grow together. Paul said this to the Corinthian church. He says, I am laboring until Christ is formed in you, until you become Christ-like. So what do we do with this? How do we handle the bad Christians in our life, and how do we deal with our own bad Christianity? 
This is the only lesson, I think, that we don't have F-words. F-words will be forthcoming. I actually have seven F-words for the sex lesson. I thought, isn't that perfect? Um, anyway, so, but there are only two words tonight, and they're both L-words, and they both start with look. But here are the L-words tonight. How do we deal with bad Christians? Uh, the first thing we need to do is look in the mirror. We process bad Christians a lot better when we come to the realization of our own falling short of Jesus' example. I'll say this and I'll just leave it here because I don't want to get pushy, but I think maybe you should look in the mirror and say, am I that natural person? Has there actually been a change in my life? Could it be that I've gone through church my whole life? I've prayed prayers, I've sung songs, I've, uh, I've gone on mission trips, I've done this and I've done that, but there's never been a point in my life where I've put my faith in Jesus and received new life. But we need to look in the mirror. Next thing we need to do is look to Jesus. If we let bad Christians determine our faith, I'll tell you right now, we're in trouble. There's only one person we look to. The object of our, our, the object of our faith is Jesus. So we look to him. He's our goal. He's our savior. He can save me. He can save you. So I'm gonna pray. We'll get out of here next week. It's drinking. It's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> so let's pray and we'll get out of here. Father, thank you for bringing us together. Um, God, I pray that as we leave, God, that you, you will cause us to want to become more like you. Uh, God, people say things that are hurtful. Uh, people do things that are um, hard for us to explain and understand why they would do that if they follow you. But God, I pray that we won't let Satan use the actions of people to put a wedge between us and our Savior. I pray if there's someone this evening that doesn't know you as their Savior, they can't go back and, and point to a, a time and say, I put my faith in Jesus, I believed Jesus, that they'll do that tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Refuel podcast. If you have any questions or would like to review the notes from this podcast, be sure to download the Refuel app from the App Store on any mobile device.